if you're looking for some straight-up marketing advice that's super chilled and also a bit of a laugh, then grab yourself a drink and get ready for Marketing and Margaritas, a podcast that makes marketing entertaining. Brought to you by Rebel Nation, direct from regional Queensland. Hello and welcome to episode 23 of Marketing and Margaritas. Today, Jade and I are talking about careers in marketing. So there's lots of ways to get into marketing and there's lots of different types of marketing, I guess. Yeah, marketing is a really broad industry um, and there's always, it's one of those ones too where there's new stuff emerging all the time. Like, you know, five years ago, you might not have had a social media content strategist Whereas now, like, that's not an uncommon thing for, like, as an in-house job to be at, like, a bigger sort of organisation or whatever. So, yes, it's it's one of those things where there's lots of different jobs. There's jobs that don't even exist yet. Um, But it's also something that we get asked about a lot. So whether it's people who are wanting to change career because they've discovered they have a love of design or um, they really enjoy socials or they really enjoy, um, you know, tinkering with websites and stuff like that. Um, but obviously also school leavers too. So work experience, interns, uni students, all that sort of thing. We get, you know, a lot of young people wanting to get into the industry as well. So we thought we'd do something a bit different and help you all out with this instead. Yeah. So something Jay didn't cover there is copy, like, because true, like, mm, I, you know, 10 years ago or however long ago, my husband did uni, like he was going to be a journalist. Mm. That's a really changed career path now. And he works for a marketing team and does uh, professional communication. So yeah, like those, those skills that once were traditional professions have definitely changed and are being enveloped into the world of marketing. Yeah, 100%. And it could be too, like, you know, as a kid, I always wanted to be an author. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I write poetry and all that sort of stuff. It's because I like writing. Yeah, you know, creative my, writing. Yeah, my skill is actually creative writing. And so that's where, yes, I still do want to write a book one day, but I'm still professionally, you know, quite happy with what I do because I get to write for a living. Yeah, utilizing those skills. So as Jane was saying, there's... Traditionally, there's two ways to get into marketing. The first one is going down a tertiary path. Mm-hmm. So you finish high school, you go to university. Um, there's lots of different marketing style or marketing encompassing degrees you could do from design, web, professional writing, PR and communication. Doing a Bachelor of Business that majors in marketing or like Alana's degree where it changed halfway through. (laughs) Um, You know, yeah, there's lots of different um, pathways and stuff, tertiary. And I think like there's certificates and stuff like that as well. So it's not just uni, there's also um, your TAFE and and, um, obviously there's a lot of online ones that um, have popped up and everything as well. Like anything, you want to make sure that you use incredible providers and stuff, but um, that I, study aspect is definitely one one way to go. Yeah, exactly. And then the other way, or if you can combine them together for even you know, maximized effect. Yeah, basically. <laughs> love that. Um, is actually getting out there and getting experience. So you know, we get applications and um, requests from people wanting to work with us who want to get started in marketing, and it's like that's really cool. But at the same time, um, training someone up from completely nothing is obviously a massive time um, and money investment. And so 
it's you know not a chance that you're going to take on just anybody so getting experience is a really you know something i really encourage people to get bef- you know as they're trying to apply or before they start applying for jobs and it's like okay so how do i get experience if no one will hire me because i don't have experience, experience. so what i always recommend um and this is what i did myself and we're going to share our stories a bit more in depth in a moment too but i bet you're excited <laughs> is volunteering um, so I have yet to meet a charity or sports club or anything, um, that would turn down free marketing services. Yeah. So if you are a part of a group already, or if you have a particular charity or cause that, um, really means a lot to you, then approaching, you know, the local people who run it and saying that, um, you know, oh, I'd love to redo your website. And so that way, you know, if you go through the experience of creating and developing a website alongside your client, i.e. the organization, that's kind of not only is that like invaluable real life experience, um, because we don't just create, we create for clients, we create for people. Even if you're in-house marketing, you're creating for somebody else. So learning how to work with people and understanding that, just because someone says they want X, Y, Z, what they actually need is ABC and, you know, that whole client relationship, there's a lot that can be learnt there. Um, but obviously the actual process of building a website the from skills. scratch. Yeah, exactly. You've got real life experience. In, and so if someone comes to me and on their resume, it says that I built the, you know, RSPCA Mackay uh, website as a volunteer thing, not only does that show me that you're out there having an, like showing initiative and getting real life skills, but you're also giving back and you give a crap about your community. And that's like, not every employee is the same, but for me, that ticks a lot of big boxes. Definitely. So volunteering is one way, um, approaching a company or a business or a sole trader as an intern is another way to get some experience. Mm -hmm. So just helping them out with their socials for a month, you know, might, might be really beneficial. Doing your own stuff as well. You might, um, you know, if you have like a little side hustle or you just want to start an Instagram page to start trying out some, you know, you might love gardening. And so you start gardening Instagram page. And so you try, try out different captions, do different visuals, you create graphics, do carousels, do reels, you get so much experience. And then as the potential employer, um, you can show me that page and I can see what you've actually done rather than you just being like, yeah, no, I'm really into social media. Yeah. Like I think I really love doing socials. And I was like, cool. Um, you know, give me some evidence of that. Yeah. I built this page to 500 followers from nothing just because I thought it would be fun and I could sharpen my skills. Yeah. That's great stuff there. Cool. So there are the two channels that we would see most people get into the profession. I guess my story, I took channel A with a little bit of channel B mixed in there. When I finished high school, it was move to the big smoke or do a degree. And I chose um, to go to university. So at the time I was really into art and IT. So I was at like- At the time, you're not into art and IT anymore? <laughs> well, look, at 17, <laughs> it's really hard to decide what you want to do for your career for the 100%. next potential 50 years. But I think that what you did there is looking at the things that you're interested in yeah. and then looking for where they can go to as opposed to just going, oh, there's going to be good jobs here or, you know, or whatever like that is like you actually look to what your skill sets were and built on something from that. So I think you actually got your head screwed on straight for a 17 year old. Aw, shucks. 
So, yeah, skills and passion was I didn't say I still did. I said 17-year-old Alana did. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll take it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, skills and passion was what I followed. I um, enrolled in university and started doing a Bachelor of Digital Innovation. So that oh, was that what it was originally called? That's what it was Digital called. Innovation. Yes. Oh, my God, that's so cheesy. Yeah, so I did all the courses that I liked and the foundational <laughs> stuff on graphic design elements and a few other things that I can't recall right now. And then we got to a lot of – oh, and some web website stuff because um in high school I was doing html coding that's where websites were back then mm. super fun I could write code that was cool but after I done the foundational stuff I didn't want to get into the animation and the videography and that kind of thing I didn't like the way my degree was going so I changed it to a bachelor of professional communication oh I thought they actually changed the name of your degree no, I didn't I realize changed. you changed degrees yes Oh, well, they, see, there you go. I learned something. There you go. <laughs> Don't know everything about me. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> God, after all this time, you're still surprising me. I changed that while I was working for you. Anyway, jumping ahead. So, <laughs> yeah, I changed my degree. So I used all my design stuff as my electives, and I redid all my core courses um, in communications and writing. So I did um, public relations writing. They didn't have social media at that time. was not a thing. <laughs> Yeah, we're that old. And trust me, I'm a lot older than her, too. I was going to say, it's not even that old. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're over 30 now. For lots of people, that's old. Hush. Hey, man, I'm nearly 40. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I um, proceeded to do that. Meanwhile, while, as I said, while I was going through that tradition transition in university, I actually managed to bag myself a job in graphic design. So um, I was fortunate enough to find myself at the right place, right time. And I met Miss Macaulay here. Um, right place, Hayes. right time. Is yeah. that how you describe that? <laughs> look, Me being drunk at an event. <laughs> oh, look, I was going to say that's a story for another time. And a few uh. more margaritas, but fine. <laughs> Um, uh, and so we've been friends ever since. It's a beautiful story. <laughs> it is a beautiful story. So I started work in a publishing house. So we were printing um, real estate magazines, and I got experience laying those out. So that is not the most fancy, glamorous graphic design job in the world, but um, it suited me down to a T because I'm practical in that mind and I got a lot of experience in the job for someone who was only halfway through her university degree I didn't study full-time I did it part-time while I worked because that was realistic for me so that was how I jumped in I jumped in two feet I said yep I've done all this I can give this a go and and got in that way I've since jumped around. I've been a social media officer for an internal company, for a local government company. I've freelance written for uh, Nash, uh, not national, state and regional magazines that have been in different industries um, and have found myself working for Miss Macaulay again and again. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I found that I really enjoyed the the management side of marketing, so the pulling things together, um, I like to kind of have an overview of how everything works and be able to, to help with that problem solving for the client and for the team. And that's how I found my position as business manager. I also get to dabble with some client work as far as writing websites, um, managing social media platforms and a few other things. So that's where my skills have landed. I find that having the graphic design background is really beneficial working in the marketing team because I can actually see the project from multiple aspects and that communication between me and the team I find is 
is much more fluid because like, I can you understand. You know what they're looking for. Yeah. yeah. And I know what that I want that end product to be as well. Like if it's different print stocks or it's different formats that we're using, like I've got that overall approach. And I think that's the thing is like you came from, you know, what your skills and passions and stuff were as a kid, whereas something that you've developed over time or potentially always intrinsically had is that you, you're a very organized person. And you're also like someone who, you know, does the follow-ups, like you don't leave loose threads and stuff no. around the place, which when it comes to project management, I just think, you know, there's some people who you email and you don't hear back from them, or it might be like three weeks later and stuff like that. And you're just kind of like, how are you living your life right now? Whereas, <laughs> you know, when it comes to project management, it's seeing that bigger picture, but then making sure that all the threads are, are sorted and everything as well. So it's like, all of that has really culminated, you know, you've been the person on the side of the screen doing the work and then being the person like freelancing and stuff as well. Yeah. So like kind of on your own, uh, what you call it, like not working for someone in a traditional sense. So I think all of that culminating now in, you know, project management as well as still keeping your hand in with the creative stuff, like that's not something I imagine that 17-year-old Alana would have ever have been thinking about, but that's the evolution of where your skills and stuff. And now, like, you know, you've been getting into the business strategy and planning stuff and everything with me for like at least the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. And I know how much you enjoy that and the you know, the things that we want to do and create that are still marketing, but like much bigger sort of scale and very different kind of marketing, etc. So it's like, yeah, just because you start off as a graphic designer or whatever, yeah. you doesn't mean that that might be your entire journey. For some people, it could be. So some people, you could just become more and more entrenched in graphic design and learn every element of digital and graphic. But for others, yeah, you just never know when you're starting out. Where, where it'll take you and it's not even like you've it's not like it's the end point either you no, know what I mean this probably not. isn't even halfway in your career really like who knows where you're gonna go from here and doing whatever so and thinking back on those examples as long as it's with me <laughs> that's 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 the one the one condition that you have there work work forever yeah I'm just saying <laughs> yeah that sounds good I was thinking back while you were talking then to the examples you used as side about volunteering and stuff and it kind of actually drew back memories like I was in our roller derby team um, way back oh, when yes, I, remember that. I you know did free design for them for our events that we had and recruitment and stuff I also like so the um, writing I did was a contributor based fishing magazine statewide fishing magazine that I wrote and submitted articles to so like that was just testing my skills and honing mm -hmm. and seeing what I could do so even with, you know, at that time you were employed in the industry, but say you weren't, say that you were wanting to change your career or say you're wanting to get into something, is that in your spare time yeah. you were doing design and, and copywriting, etc., in different ways, like different creative avenues and stuff for yourself. And that all adds into your portfolio. So the place, the woman that I um, took over her role when I did start getting into the, my first graphic design job at um, laying out real estate magazines, she had gone the different road. Road. She hadn't done um, tertiary education for graphic design. She had got experience. She got her foot in the door a different way. And so that was something that really stuck with me. Like, I was like, yes, I was doing my path and I was happy I wasn't going to derail that. But I was like, okay, there's always two ways to skin a, skin a cat. Mm -hmm. So there's always two ways to get somewhere. If you've got enough drive and enough interest to actually work for it, Thing, things can happen and I think it just shows up in who you are as a person now as well like I know through the years like 
friend, you know, you would design labels for a friend's sunscreen product or something. Yeah. Oh, you had your too, yeah. own little things that you would design and stuff along the way for little business ventures and side hustles that you'd had yeah. through to now where like you started your Instagram page for breakaway patch, which I know you've been on hiatus from it, but you did start like, you know, your little gardening Insta page. Yeah, that was doing really well. It was a, just a form of blogging that I could test out different, um, Instagram, posting styles really and that's when Lani was actually like in management level at Rebel Nation she was still doing that Insta page just for so you know what I mean so that's what I mean is like no matter what you might be doing for your day job even if you are in your industry the chance to explore and, and be doing stuff creatively like that's how we keep evolving that's how we keep finding new passions and, and new reasons for why we love marketing and I think that that's you know if you're trying to decide if marketing's for you I do know a lot of people who get into marketing and then they have negative experiences yeah. and they get burnt and they're like oh I, you know I need to get out of here or it's not what I thought it would be and everything whereas you know someone who is whether they're at work or they're at home is looking for creative pursuits and, and using their skills and talents shows that they've just got that underlying passion and it makes you feel like you're on the right track. Yeah. And that feels good. And look, if you drive past billboards and judge the hell out of them, <laughs> whether it's their copy or their design elements, that, that, that's a bit of a sign right there. <laughs> you might be marketing minded. But I do want to differentiate um, when Jade said, if you're having a bad experience, something that I see quite often is that sales and marketing get put together. They That's are not the same point. thing. Mm-hmm. So people will be like, oh, I wanted to do marketing. So I've started in sales because it's all I could do to get my foot in the door. And then they get burnt really burnt out really quickly yeah. from cold calling and all that kind of stuff. And then it's like, they just give up on the whole industry altogether. And it's like, no, nah, dude, like sales is very different to marketing. Marketing is like the strategic and the... It's about your brand and everything. Yeah, sales is just getting like, you know, money, which is important still. Absolutely. And they do work together. It's more of a result of good marketing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, that's my story. Hope you had a little... See, I think it's interesting. Jade thinks it's interesting. Now we're going to hear Jade's story. How, why you wanted to be an author, you said, but... Yes. Yeah, so when I was little, I used to write books, like little Minnie Mouse books and all kinds of things. And my mum would help me like bind them and stuff. And then I got into poetry, which, you know, especially during teenage years, <laughs> may or may not have been pretty angsty, uh, etc. Um, I have deleted, I've pretty much deleted nearly everything I've ever written, which my mum hates so much. Oh, yeah. Because actually, like, if you start writing, because so when I go, when I travel, I tend to get really inspired and I start writing a book a lot of the time. And then I come back and I'm like, nah, it's crap. And I delete it or like throw pages out. These could anyway. be short stories. Yeah, look, I just, I don't know. I threw my stuff. Anyway. It's not just a proud mum being upset here. Jade's mum is a teacher, so. <laughs> yes, that's true. I guess you the context. She's actually like, no, you could be using this or you should be keeping your poetry. My 40-year-old daughter wrote this. I've got to put it on the fridge. No, Jade's mum's a teacher. There's merit here. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I was always into writing, etc. And then, um, when I was in high school, I actually wanted to do a, uh, dual degree in psychology and law because I wanted to be a lawyer who had a really good understanding of psychology. Like it was just that sort of thing that really appealed to me, which, you know, now I'm like, I have the worst memory. There's no, like lawyers have to remember like so much, like I would not be able to do that. And psychology is like there's a lot of biology in it. I hate biology so hard. Anyway, so that's what I was going to do. 
you know, go off to Brisbane, etc., and the usual sort of small town path. But we had a family tragedy at the end of my year 12 year, and uh, I decided to stay in town instead. And I didn't know what I wanted to do career-wise or anything more. Like, I was all a bit shook up. And so I decided uh, to just do a Bachelor of Arts so that I was enrolled in uni. And in that, I did a psychology course and a legal course, like, as part of my first year so that I could, you know... Test the waters. Yeah, to see if this was still something I was interested in and passionate about or whatever. And I think I never, unlike Lani, I never looked at what my strengths were. So I'd always been a writer, but because writing came so easily to me, I disregarded it. I thought that that was normal for everybody. So like I never like really studied or anything in school because I could just write essays that sounded good. <laughs> and so that got me through a lot. I also used to proofread a couple of friends' assignments and they got through as well. Um, but, yes, yeah, so I didn't look to my skills. I was looking towards what I thought would be a cool job. Yeah. And um, because that's the kind of person that I was as a kid (laughs) and then not as, um, you know, strategic and practical as Lani. And so then in my first year, I um, sort of burnt out towards the end, obviously, with the family stuff and everything kind of weighing on me as well. And I ended up deferring my, so for my second year, I deferred the first six months. So at the time, (laughs) like out of the people from high school who had gone to uni the same time I had majority of them had deferred slash dropped out so deferring was pretty much known as dropping out and it was really common etc whereas when I said deferring I meant deferring but my mum got really concerned I was gonna say your teacher mum would not have liked that yeah so my mum is a really lovely person but she also does not and like other people think this is great but I find it annoying she doesn't interfere <laughs> in anything. So I'd be like, oh, I've got this or this. What should I do? And she's like, oh, it's up to you. I'm like, yeah, but what do you think? <laughs> like, help me make these decisions. No, no, it's up to you. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> so she wanted to raise a very independent um, child and she has now succeeded, but it was painful process sometimes. So this one time, <laughs> because mum was so worried that I would, um, with everything that had happened, she thought that I would follow the way a lot of other people were and that I would drop out. And she knew, you know, that I, I wanted to, you know, have a career. I wanted to do, I wanted to have a cool life and do stuff sort of thing. And so, and obviously being a teacher, for her, education is a pathway um, to doing that. So she suggested that I go back to uni and do journalism because I'd always been interested in writing. And, um... And I was like, I don't know whether I was just so grateful that she actually stood in for a moment in my <laughs> life or whether I just agreed with her. But I was like, oh, that will, that makes sense. So I went back to um, uni and doing journalism. So this is now my second degree title that we're on. And then while I was doing journalism, I found I didn't like the, I didn't like the, like I love writing, but I didn't like having to get stories out of people in a negative way. So like, for example, now, like when I meet a new client, I can't help myself. Like I love hearing about their business, how they got into the industry, how long they've been in the business, what they do, what's coming next. Like that stuff I just find really interesting. And I just, I love learning about people like that. You get the passionate part of the person when you ask those. And it's just, but it's so, people's stories are so interesting, but I don't like 
you know, in journalism, it's nine times out of ten, you're not doing the human interest, cool stuff no, like that. it's the court stories, it's the accidents. It's yeah, the you've just lost someone. Um, how did that feel? What happened? You know, all that kind of stuff. And it's like I really didn't like that side of things. So, but while I was doing journalism, I accidentally did a PR course. You accidentally? <laughs> I know. Well, I didn't realise it was PR because I didn't really know what PR was. And so it was just like one of the... I think we only had a certain choice of things, so I was like, oh, yeah, I'll do this. Because I'd already done a year of uni, so I only had so many electives and courses. Yeah. Like, it was really tricky. And I did PR, and I was like, oh, yeah, found it. Yeah. Love this. So organizational communication, um, internal and external clients, all that type of stuff. I, you know, I, I got really deep into that, yeah, that whole communication in general. So I changed my degree <laughs> to a Bachelor of Professional Communication, majoring in writing. It was something writing. It wasn't just writing. And uh, media writing. studies, maybe something like that. So, yes. Yeah, so as mum loves to remind me, I've actually had three different <laughs> uni degree titles. So, yeah. So then, and I actually finished that one. Yay! (laughs) I got a degree after all that mucker. But just shows you, man, things aren't linear. And like, even when people meet me now, sort of thing, like, I know it's pretty easy to tell how much I care about what I do and how passionate and stuff I am. Yeah. But back then, you know what I mean? Like, it took me three goes to find what I wanted. So, question I have for you is how long did it take you to do your degree? Because I know mine took me some time, and I'll explain that in a minute. But like, I think when people take on tertiary study, they're like, oh, four years full time, that's a big chunk. But there's, like I said, there's multiple ways to skin a cat and how you get there. So I can't actually remember um, because I was doing it full time for a year and then I deferred for six months. And then I think I did it part time and then I went back to full time while I was just working as reception. Yeah. And then I think doing full-time uni and full-time study, sorry, full-time uni and full-time working for a year got to be too much. So I think I went to part-time. So I feel like it was maybe four and a half years or yeah, something. Yeah, so a standard degree is like all, three to four. Yeah, so my degree would have only been three years if I'd done it full-time. Yeah. But because I was all over the place and whatever, and like I'd never used the summer courses or anything like that yeah. um, because I'm lazy over the holidays. So <laughs> yeah, so mine was a bit choppy and changey just like my degree was (laughs) yeah so mine took me eight years oh right I didn't know that well I was working I'd worked the whole time so it was really only part-time that I studied for most of it yeah full-time uni and full-time study even if you're doing like I was a receptionist and I'd have all my work done before lunch each day and I'd be calling my boss who was at the cans department being like hey have you got anything else for me like I cleaned their filings I did everything yeah and we're still done so he used to let me do my uni work at work yeah even with that, it was a lot. So my last two semesters of uni, I was working 40-hour weeks um, in the boom in the mining industry, which was a lot of pressure on its own. I <laughs> lived on energy drinks. <laughs> um, I bought myself a treadmill because I knew I'd be sitting down at work all day and then sitting down at home all day to study because I did three full-time was usually four courses. I had six left, so I did three each semester. Oh, so wow, that would been huge. It was a lot. I cancelled my social life for that year. I'm like, I'm getting this done. I'm getting it off my list. I don't want to do it another year. Yeah, yeah. So, but even still, that took me eight years to finish oh. my degree. And I didn't mind it such because I had two 
jobs, like two full-time jobs mm. um, between As long as you were being a uni bum, you were working uni. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I got in design, then I was working in admin, and then I was working in social media. So, like, I, I got the jobs I wanted. It was just formalizing that piece of paper and that qualification mm. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so once I got my degree, so as I was finishing my degree, I um, started applying for marketing jobs and – I still wanted to stay close to my family. So even though I had a lot of people pushing me to go to like Melbourne and Sydney and stuff to launch my career, like that's, you know, up until probably my mid twenties, that was a really consistent theme for me. People, you know, in a nice way telling me to bugger off. Yeah. So (laughs) we still try to do that. (laughs) Oh, nice. You see what I put up with. Um, and so, but I wanted to stay close to family and everything. So, um, I was just looking for local jobs, which in a regional area, there is not a lot. Um, and I saw a job ad for a marketing assistant at a local bank and, um, the job had closed and I was like, oh, that's all right. I'll write something really cool and I'll put it in anyway. And so I did and I got the job. And my um, new marketing manager had said to me, she's like, I would never ordinarily accept a, a late, late application. sort of thing. Like, because not knowing the circumstances, like you don't know when people see stuff, but you assume that they've had ample time sort of thing. Yeah, because you post that ad and everyone should like submit that exactly. first 10 minutes. Well, but, you know, working to deadlines as well is important. Um, whereas putting one in late, but because it stood out to her, that's how it came through. And I was super lucky because she was an amazing mentor. And um, so I worked with her for, I think, about 15 months. So I was in-house marketing for a bank, and we had branches, like, all over Queensland and stuff. Oh, God, I can't even remember anymore. It was, like, 145 or something. Um, but the head office was here in Mackay. Um, and then they got bought out by a bigger bank, and all the head office functions went to Brisbane. Yeah. I didn't want to move, um, so I stayed here in Mackay and was made redundant. So I've been fired and made redundant. <laughs> um, and then that's when I uh, I had one week. I had one week to myself. I was so – I had my redundancy package was, like, really good. So I was yeah. like – you know, and as, you know, early 20s or whatever, you're like, woohoo, heaps of money. This will last forever. You know. Well, loose and fancy free. That's it. But, yeah, I had one bloody week off and then I got a job at the local publishing house. Um, and I just started as a receptionist. And then I went up to doing the layouts, etc. did the proofing for them and then became production slash office manager eventually as well. So I was there five years and obviously that's during the time that I met Lani. Um, but while I was there, I was, you know, I was doing proofing and I was laying stuff out, but it didn't feel like real marketing marketing to me. Yeah, there wasn't much strategy behind it really. It, it, it was quite repetitive work yeah and it's like as much as I learned so much there and like our boss there was also like a really you know a major mentor of mine especially Absolutely. in the business aspect like I'm very grateful to him too you know I got so much out of it but I just I really wanted to just go and do marketing so I then got a job at an agency and I was there for a couple of years and then a job came up at the local council Um, so when I was in uni doing marketing, finally, my dream was always to get a job at, in local government doing marketing, because I thought that, um, because in marketing, there's so much skeezy stuff and you just, 
you know, you have someone come in and say, oh, um, say, tell them we do this, this and this, and but they don't really, you know what I mean? Like they just want you to lie and make things sound good and they don't like, they don't care about their staff and then you have to write about how they're so teamwork oriented and it's just really crappy doing marketing for people who are not authentic, I guess. Yeah, exactly. It really, it grates on you. And like, you know, in general, marketing and stuff is known to be a pretty skeezy profe- profession um, <laughs> because, you know, there's a lot of negativity in the world that comes from marketing. So I really wanted to do marketing for good. I wanted to help people. Um, I wanted to make a difference. And so at the time, I'd also been doing like volunteering and doing Um, marketing for a local animal rescue you know I'd done some other bits and pieces or whatever for people and then um yeah when the council job came up I was like well there's no way they'll hire me because I don't know I'm not good enough and then um they did hire me and I was I remember getting the phone call and I was just really didn't believe it (laughs) I was really shocked so it was yeah. a new role too. Like they didn't have that position previously. Yeah, that's what I mean. It just so sounded so high level. Yeah. It just sounded way out of my reach sort of thing. But I got it. And then I um, started working at council and nothing against council or government or anything but was very disillusioned <laughs> um, and, and probably not government fault but, uh, you know, more so mine that I was just very naive and idealistic and um, how I thought things would happen is not how they actually happen. Which was fun. Good learning curve. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, working from government, being in not-for-profit, working yeah. in a big place, working in an agency, doing small business marketing. Like, That's a lot of I've sort of kind of experience. gone the full gambit around, so I'm always grateful for the career that I've had in that respect. Um, but, yeah, so then when I was at council, I um, had had an idea for a business for a long time that I wanted to do. And being at council, I didn't have to worry about it being a conflict of interest. So I still got permission from my boss and everything um, and my director. Um, But then I started a business magazine, which was my first business. I think I was 29 or 30 at that stage. And um, yeah, so I started just people started seeing it and, and seeing I guess like being aware of me and and what I could do and my passion and I was networking and all that kind of stuff. And so I started getting people asking me um, to write copy and everything for them. So I started doing some freelance stuff and then I um, had to drop the charity stuff because things were getting really full on. I also started a networking group with a friend um, at the same time too. So it was getting pretty busy and then um, another one I was in on (laughs) that's right that's it we are woven together um and yeah then I was just getting enough freelance work where I was like oh I could maybe actually do this as a job so rather than I was saving to go to America with my cousin um so rather than using the money for America I used the money to start a business and yeah two years as freelancing sole trader and then Kylie Porter approached me about buying out of the blue marketing agency which I said yes to and that was 1st of January 2018 that that became mine we rebranded a year later as Rebel Nation to merge the two businesses fully together and that's where we are now ta-da Yay. Oh, and we just launched a bridge too. So yeah. always new journeys, always new things coming out. But that's my very convoluted, all over the place, didn't know what the hell I was doing, but things still worked <laughs> out story. So if you ever look at someone and you think 
that they're successful or that they have it together or that they knew what they were doing and therefore those things aren't attainable for you, trust me, that would that's really never, ever the case. Even with big-time entrepreneurs, you know, Richard Branson and Elon Musk, all that kind of stuff, they've got more failures than they do successes. Um, but it's not letting your failures define you and it's lo- using them as, as learning curves to really figure out what it is that you want, that you can offer, how you can help, how you can make an impact. I think that's great, that learning from your your past or your those detours or, your, you know, I don't really want to use that word failure because we it's not like something particularly has failed and we've fallen flat on our face every time it's just things circumstances have changed or yeah. the environment has changed that's it like when i closed the magazine when we closed the um business networking group they like weren't failures. i never felt like with them i guess there was there was sadness about closing stuff yep. but i never felt like it was a failure because it was closing no because i'd gotten so much out of it and i wouldn't be it's even some of the you know negative employment experiences that i've had if i hadn't had them i wouldn't be the person who i am today doing what i am today and i'll just be i'm just really grateful for everything both the good and the supposed bad absolutely and that networking group for one like how many people and business managers and owners have we met that we still work with today Mm. like that was a really serendipitous timing and has worked amazingly yeah you know for yourself and your um partner with that networking business too so Mm. that's amazing did you want to give them a little elevator pitch as to what bridged is i don't think we've actually touched on that fully (laughs) Bridge is a digital learning platform. All right, there we go. Totally excited. So, yeah, that's what we've been working on behind the scenes. That's what our copywriting mastermind is a part of, um, and we hope to roll out some more exciting things in that area. So we are, you know, moving into that training, unlike a lot of other marketing agencies or other businesses that don't give away their secret sauce recipe. We you know, part of Jade's passion is empowering everyone to do the best they can in, in what they want to do. And training is a big part of that. I'd say anyone can have a good marketing idea. Like, you know, anyone from a business owner who's just started out to your receptionist to whatever, like it's anyone can have a good idea. It's just knowing how to, you know, make it solid and executing it well and then learning from that. And that's what, you know, Bridged is about, the whole, we called it Bridge is because it's taking you from point A to B. It's bridging that gap between having an idea or some uh, having a passion or just wanting to know how to market your own business or working at a business and wanting to get into marketing, whatever it might be, and then getting a, crossing that bridge over to actually having some, not only learning about stuff, but implementing that stuff. Because that's one thing I think as far as training goes, you know, people do try to do the best they can, I'm sure. But there's just so much where I feel like even very traditional training paths just fall down because that implementation side isn't strong enough. Um, you know, people might do prac and everything, but I just, I don't know, it's just not the same sort of thing. So the training is, it's not just about being hands-on, it's actually about doing the work and then getting feedback and stuff on that as well. So yes, there you go. There's my plug. <laughs> Fantastic. Are you happy now? I am, I am. Thank you. You knew if you sparked me off, I'd get into it. <laughs> 
yes, so that's both mine and Jade's story um, and, and where we're taking the business at the moment. Um, to wrap it up and to bring it back to our topic, which is careers in marketing and potentially getting started, if that's something that you're interested in or, you know, your sister's nephew or whatever, you know, someone in your life is is has some skills and is wanting to get into that avenue. We wanted to wrap up with a couple of tips of what we actually look for during recruiting. So in a regional area, experience skill labor can be really hard to get. Mm. But for us, we've found we've been really lucky with um, hiring to date, to be honest. Um, but for us, it's not always about having 10 years experience in doing you know, the work that we're hiring you for. There's a few underlying things that we do really look for that will make you a good fit for the industry. Yeah. So a big one for us is definitely initiative, you know, because we're a small team, but also because, you know, marketing is changing and evolving so much. There's always new platforms and techniques and strategies and stuff coming out sort of thing. So someone who's got a bit of initiative about them that can be like, okay, this isn't working quite right, or this could potentially be better. And, you know, having that initiative to go out there and, and, and sort of, find something that will work or learn more or go back and talk to the client. You know, that's really important rather than like we do have processes and steps, but they're just a guideline. It's really, you need to engage your brain. Um, and initiative is a good way of showing that people um, have that. And off the back of that too is problem solving. So much of what we do is, you know, we have a client who came in last week and he basically they've got a problem that they've never had before he's got like I don't know 20 million businesses and one of them um, they're needing new owner managers Um, they've never had to worry about that before because there's always been a natural succession plan but you know they've had a lot of growth and so things have changed that's his problem so we're there to provide the solution we need to figure out what is it that he needs to achieve who is he wanting to go for what how do we achieve that etc um through to just small problem solving things like, oh crap, this plugin doesn't actually allow for appointments to be um, one hour and half an hour. So how are we going to solve that problem sort of thing? Yeah. Or from a design perspective, one we get quite often is I don't like that, but I don't know why. Mm. (laughs) Or even just like people who, you know, we try and do everything that's brand aligned and stuff, but then people who don't like their own branding. (laughs) um, So they're like, oh, I don't like those fonts. It's like, that's really sad um, because that is your font. Also, (laughs) if you don't own the business, there's not much you can do about it. So we'll try and make it look pretty. Um, that's funny, man. But yeah, so problem solving skills, um, definitely a huge one. Another one is a willingness to learn. So that comes off the initiative, like, because it is an ever changing environment. Social media, when we were both going through a university was barely a thing, let alone mm. doing reels and, and videos and IGTV and stories and freaking on multiple platforms. <laughs> it wasn't a thing, guys. Hey, Lani just learned that YouTube stories are now a thing as well. It's like, there's always something. And then LinkedIn canned their stories. I was so bummed. Anyway. Like, I swear in my previous job, like, there was only, like, three channels. <laughs> and they didn't even... It was just one post. <laughs> there was not different... Anyway. Uh, that's not been learned. So, that willingness to learn is very... You, you can teach most skills to people, but if you don't have the passion and the willingness to learn, it's not going to work. That's it. You'll never be a master at what you do when it comes to marketing. Like, there is no... I don't believe in marketing guru or marketing expert or any of those kind of terms because it's just changing and evolving so much that you're always like, I perpetually feel like a newbie. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we'll start talking about like we'll be with the Mark Holmes crew and we'll be talking about um, Instagram and then one of them will show me this feature or whatever and I'll be like, crap, didn't even know that existed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's just so much that you don't know and so being comfortable with firstly that you're not going to know everything and secondly that you're always going to need to be learning and updating your skills and knowledge, which it's like anything. It's very easy to learn about stuff when, you, when you're interested in it. Yeah. Whereas if you find it really difficult to learn about a particular thing, it's probably because you're not actually interested in it. So that can be a really good gauge as well. Definitely. And the other thing that we really look for is to have good or clear communication skills. So obviously writing clearly is a big benefit in marketing. Um, You're going to want to be able to communicate well with your clients to decipher their expectations and reiterate what you're going to produce. But being able to communicate with anyone in your team um, is really valuable. Like if, for the problem solving, for example, Jade will ask the team a question because she doesn't know everything. She's just because she's the director doesn't mean she's the be all and end all of everything. Hells no. Yeah. Anyone that starts our team, in our team, it's like, if you have a question, ask it. I don't Yes, if you've asked it 10 times, you should know the answer by now (laughs) or I need to practice my clear communication so you understand it. But it's better to ask that question and to be able to communicate with others than to try and go solo. Like it it, it creates a struggle and it creates that stigma that I think is in marketing. Mm. You know, that that little bit of ego starts to come out and people think that they can do it themselves. I know better than you, et cetera. And yeah, yeah. yeah. As far as our team goes, um, we do have quite a large and diverse team in the sense that we have a lot of skills in-house from design, web, um, photography, photography videography, coding, videography. socials, yeah. copy, strategy. Yeah, so we do cover a lot of bases um, and being able to communicate clearly with each other is a really high value. Mm. But I think too on that client's perspective as well, like whether you actually, whether it's in-house clients and you're doing marketing for uh, working in-house in a business or whether you actually are at an agency or freelancing and you're working with clients, you've got to remember that majority of people do not work with marketing people every day. Yeah. And so you being able to, um, you know, understand what they really want and then and bring that to life for them, create that for them, that's a really um, useful skill. And, you know, quite often what people say they want is like, they like, oh, I think I need a website because of this, this and this. And it's like, no, nah, actually you'll do this and this to start off and then you can look at a website further down the track. And, you know, like, so they don't necessarily always know what they're looking for. And like Lani said, you know, you might be doing a design or whatever and then people are like, I don't like it, but I don't know why. You know, so being able to go back, okay, cool. You know, sometimes we don't nail it the first time. We're not perfect. Is it the colors? Is it the placement? Is it the fonts? Um, Do you not like the messaging? So, you know, it's really being able to communicate with your client and understand what they're looking for. Um, that's, yeah, that's just essential. And I feel like that's something we can't teach. There's when we're recruiting, we look at what we can teach the person if they're, um, not ticking all the boxes in that area and what they're actually bringing to us that we can, I guess, mold into what we want that role Mm. to be on that person to help, help support us with. And that's, I think, you know, with that is like, yeah, like good listening skills and everything too. Like we have people who come in, they're really gung ho and they might be really talented, but they don't have the ability to listen to other people, let alone listen to the client. Yeah. And you can say, you can have all the bright ideas that you want, but it comes down to it. It's their business. You need to do what's right for them, not just what you feel like doing. Yeah. So I hope that helps many ways to skin a cat. As I've said, um, you 
if you've got the passion, the willingness to learn, it's definitely a fun industry to be in. Um, Especially because it is ever-changing, evolving, growing, you know, that kind of thing. It's like if you're bo- if you're in marketing and you're bored, like that's you, – You're not definitely doing not, it right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're definitely not in the right space. Yeah. Because um, marketing – you know, no matter what you're doing, every element of it is changing and, and, and evolving. And it's if if you enjoy it, it's um like, you know, it gets full on and intense and crazy, especially with deadlines and all that kind of stuff. But it's um it's yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Whether it's in-house or agency style work. So um, go out there, give it a go, play with your own stuff. If there's an area you're passionate about, tinker with it. Um, volunteer, people, please volunteer. Build a portfolio, approach places for internships. Australia's not really big on the internship like America is. We we don't usually ask our interns to make us coffee unless there's a client meeting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's something that businesses can get a get a hand with and you can get some experience if that's what you're interested in so good luck hopefully you have a successful career in marketing cheers thanks for listening to this episode of marketing and margaritas find more free marketing tips tricks and laughs at rebelnation.com.au